wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. And where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nikrita, your host. Thank you for tuning in. Please stay with us for this hour as we are going to have an interesting program today, in particularly with the things going on in this world. I believe uh, it's uh, very important to open once again the Bible and look into the Bible to see what the Bible has to say in regard to certain things which um, we address here on Faith FM. Now, my dear friend, uh, if you like to be part of this program, you can do that by um, sending us a text message to 04-888-808-11. You can be part of this program. You can send a prayer request, and I believe today it will be very important, actually, to to pray a bit more because of the things going on, what's happening uh, in particular in Israel. And we may come um, to that just uh, a little bit uh, later. I would love to say hello to our uh, co-host uh, here in the studio, and it's good to have you with us, Tracy. Thanks, Nick. Hi to uh, you, and hi to all the listeners. It's good to be back again. Gosh, the weeks go by quickly. Very quick, very quick. And for me, it was just, uh, you know, one of those weeks, you know, like I would love to have 36 hours in a day. <laughs> but uh, God knew why he put 24 hours in a day. And we thank God for that because otherwise we'll go crazy. Um, but yeah, it was a busy week for me. I believe, um, for many people actually, it, you know, spring, it's, um, kicking in, you know, uh, here and people had to do a lots of things. And, uh, myself, I was caught a little bit in, um, a few other things to look after my bees because they're going crazy <laughs> if you don't look after them. But hey, it's good to have you uh, with us, Tracy. And um, if you tune in for the first time, you may, if you haven't heard about us yet, that's wonderful, actually. It's, you know, welcome to the program. Tracy um, worships uh, here in uh, South Australia with the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Um, what's uh, going on in, in Brighton right now, Tracy? Do you have any special things going on or uh, just uh, normal services? Yeah, normal services, but normal services are always good and lots of fun. We've got uh, Pastor Gary uh, is our pastor, who he's uh, one of the uh, hosts here on Drive Time, and uh, we very much uh, benefit from all his uh, knowledge. He's very big on um, looking into what's happening in current current world events and how that lines up with what uh, the Bible has to say about prophecy, etc. So we're very much blessed by having him uh, leading us most of the time there. Yes, and we thank Gary for uh, also looking after uh, this uh, program in particular for uh, Drive Time and uh, he always uh, likes to choose uh, topics which are uh, very relevant, mm. uh, as you just uh, said, to the time we live in and uh, uh, today is not an, an, uh, a difference or just an exception, it's um, something which we are dealing with uh, week by week, you know, uh, lots of things in regard to prophecy and uh, what's happening in this world and uh, for this uh, week we are uh, approaching this uh, topic, the Bible, the church and the environment. Now, uh, 
you may think, uh, what does that have to do with, you know, with the, with the Bible environment? But in, it's very important actually because God instructed us right from the beginning, uh, the creation that we should look after, care about the environment. Unfortunately, because of sin, you know, we experience now, uh, which God was not intending for us, uh, sweat and the pain and uh, all those things. But, uh, uh, this creation, you know, in uh, the environment is still part of the creation of God's creation. And I believe, um, yeah, we are into something special also today, just to bring it a little bit more uh, together because we have a question here today which you would like to to pose it and that's um would be better if god will start once again you know i mean with everything or even or even yeah. you know there are plans to start again without god in it mm, okay oh, well you know, so, we may look into that a bit so yeah we may look yeah. into that and uh, some of those questions which we are given in the previous uh, programs, because this is a bit of a, now looking in a bit of a series over a couple of weeks. Mm. Um, I wonder if we really realize what's going on or we just um, try to adapt from day to day with whatever it's, uh, it's happening here. I heard about from people just recently, people just randomly dealing with some other things, you know, I just brought up a subject like what's going on, Nick, what's happening in this world, in this environment. Uh, a gentleman pointed out to me the other day, he said, I see something unusual in birds. He said, it come to, he lives to the foot of the hills. He says, I know this for a long time. I watch, you know, the birds I like, but something is strange, something they behave very strangely. And um, even said uh, the other day that, he doesn't know how to look at it or take it because he saw birds struggling, you know, like uh, they are dizzy. They are all those things. And not once. I mean, it happens on an accident. And then another person pointed out. And as I walked into the studio, it happened that I see a pigeon myself and didn't move. It was just very slow moving in front like that. And I would try to hush him you know, to see <laughs> if he's going. And I thought, what's going on? Mm-hmm. This environment we live in, nature and birds and fauna uh, and all those things are heavily affected. Well, we're all in these days. connected, aren't we? Yes. You know, we're all part of creation. Yes, but all uh, aspects. Of I, I think we, we have a very distorted understanding or even view about what that means, environment. What then means what God intended when God created all these things which we benefit. Mm. And we are now trying to put in place certain things humanly to correct or to save the planet. Interesting. Last week I mentioned a bit that uh, uh, God says that he will come again to create a new world. I mean, and God says this world will be destroyed. And we humans, we are uh, always opposite uh, what, on what God is uh, planning to do. And when God says that he's going to, to destroy this world uh, and create a new one, we, said, we say, no, no, we want to save it. And I wonder how um, these things, um, you know, sits with us. 
And my dear friend listening today, if you have a question, if you have a, a thought, maybe a remark in regard to this aspect of uh, the Bible, you know, the church and environment, why not to send us a text message to 04-888-808-11 and we'll be very happy to take that message and to share. You may have a prayer request. You may like to to share uh, and uh, we'll be very happy to take that on board too. Now, Tracy, I'm uh, just, I was uh, delaying a little bit uh, because I wanted to to start um, also today with a bit of a world watch and in particular what's going on um, in these days in Israel in particular mm-hmm. and uh, in Gaza. I cannot work my head around, you know, why so many things happen at once. But I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, uh, we'll find out if we look into the Bible, if we allow God to speak about this, and maybe there will be a subject for another day to to look a little bit more into these uh, prophecies in regard to what's happening in this world. Well, just quickly, in Matthew 24, we know that we're told that there'll be wars and rumors of wars uh, before uh, Jesus comes, but we're told to not be troubled by that because that's just the beginning mm. uh, and there's still a lot to come before Jesus does return um, but you know for listeners who might be worried you know what is going on there seems like there's something every week you know if it's not um, troubles broken out here troubles broken out there it's an earthquake it's um, uh, a flood um and yeah, I would just say go and look at Matthew 24 because that actually lays out quite clearly mm. that we should expect these things to happen. These are actually uh, signs of almost um, the earth and its inhabitants groaning mm. under the the burden of of sin that is that has um, been part of of our um, our situation mm. uh, from virtually the beginning. So so yeah yeah absolutely absolutely right. And um, you know I was going to move a little bit in a different direction. Um, because I, I really wanted to have David Lima from Family Voice Australia coming with us today. And David just walked into the studio. And David, it's very good to have you with us today. Well, thank you, Nick and Tracy. And uh, good afternoon to all of our listeners. David, it's very good to have you with thank us. Thank you so uh, much. I know you're a busy man, but we are very happy to have you in the studio because most of the times we have to catch up with you on the road and you have, and you have to stop somewhere uh, to take the call and share with us. Um, but uh, I would like David um, to come to you now because we are, uh, and we mentioned uh, a bit earlier that we live in a very uh, volatile mm. uh, world with everything what happens from day to day and uh, I cannot even work my head around you know why s- things happen so mm. f- so frequently mm. unless I look at the Bible yes. and and allow the Bible to speak about this and pay attention what the Bible had to say but I'd like to come to you now uh, and first of all I'd like to bring this uh, subject up Israel. Mm. Now, Israel, uh, 
um, over the millennia, you know, uh, captured the attention of people on this planet Earth. Many, many years, in many circumstances, Israel was brought into the attention. Is there anything special uh, now, David, with what's going on in Israel right now with the conflict with Gaza? Well, this was all foretold, of course, and uh, throughout history, as you've indicated, Israel has been in trouble. The uh, rebellion of humanity always relates to anti-Semitism because Abraham is God's friend, and if you don't like God, you won't like his friends. And so mm. uh, it, it's certainly the case, the um, the Jew, the Jew, the promise to Abraham, of course, was that um, his his descendants would be like the the sands of the earth, and you can take that in two ways. It not only means a lot of people, many descendants, but also those who are trampled down because the sands of the earth are trampled. So, yeah, the the history of of the last couple of thousand years and more has been that of the persecution of Israel, and so no surprise. But the scriptures really speak to us wonderfully about Israel. Zechariah chapter 2, for example, whoever touches you touches the apple of my eye. I will surely raise my hand against them. So let that be a warning uh, to all who would seek to destroy or damage Israel. Um, yeah, so the, the, the promise it really is for the nations to recognize the special place that Israel has and um, in that same book of Zechariah, we read these words, many peoples and powerful nations will come to Jerusalem to seek the Lord Almighty and to entreat him. So if we could stop fighting against Israel and start working in partnership with Israel, things would be a lot better. It's interesting what you're saying, David, there, because uh, the, the, the reason I asked that question is because there are so many views in regard to Israel, in particular with the physical Israel. We know in the Bible, it's a lot in the New Testament in particular, mm. uh, talking about the spiritual Israel. Yes. I mean, we are a part of Israel if we are following God. Uh, we are Abraham's seed. Mm. Now, in this regard, it's, and it's very difficult to, to draw a line here unless we really look into the Bible carefully to see what's God's plan mm -hmm. with Israel or what's God's plan with me, with every individual. What I believe is that any sort of um, aggression, mm -hmm. that's not uh, God's plan. Mm. You know, now Israel is in the picture now. And we can draw a lots of, we can take some conclusions there, uh, as you just pointed out, David, uh, what says in the Old Testament, in Zechariah. And I, I just want to not to be biased on, uh, on this aspect, because many people will uh, just defend Israel right now mm. and will forget about the suffering of other people. I mean, in this case, even uh, people in, uh, in the Gaza Strip. Yes. They are still God's creation. Correct. And I wonder how could we um, balance this mm. and look at this from from a biblical point of view, yes. in through God's eyes, if we can, mm. because that's what I 
that's what I struggle actually to get my head around mm. with what's happening right now. Yeah. And as you pointed out, I heard about many people and in particular uh, movements and groups like Zionists, you know, and uh, um, people who who put Israel on a on a particular place. Mm. Mm. But I and for one moment I don't want to um how to say to deny mm. the pain which uh, it's it's caused in particular in Israel right now with some people just choose to to go over the border um walk into the country there and start killing people mm-hmm. i mean that you cannot justify that no. in any aspect no. you can't so what we've got to recognize constantly is the humanity of all people and that every human being is made in the image of god and to be a vessel of the spirit of god mm. And so everyone should be treated in a dignified manner. When we have political differences, we can argue strongly, Mm. but uh, there's no point in taking up violence. But unfortunately, Israel is now in a state of war because of this Palestinian uprising, and it must be entitled to defend its people and its territory. It's doing so in a very, very diplomatic way in that they are sending out text messages to Palestinians to let them know that uh, there's going to be a bombing of a particular area. The the extent to which the Israelis protect the humanity, even of, of those who would want to destroy them, is phenomenal. And it's mm. been going on for, for decades. Mm. This incredible uh, attitude of letting people know that uh, there's going to be a strike, uh, a, a strike of bombs, and so uh, by all means uh, flee to safety. They they do not want to kill anyone, but they do want to stamp out terrorism and the the resources, which is mainly buildings, and because mm. we- weapons are kept in buildings. Yeah, infrastructure. I, I understand. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what they're trying to wipe out. And, and that's. Uh as I said, I don't want to go politically into this uh, aspect because I don't uh, really understand it, mm. but I'm worried about the um, uh, effects, the suffering on both parties, on Israel, on on, uh, on Gaza, because these are people going to suffer. And I heard a very strong language even from uh, United States, you know, backing up Israel mm-hmm. strongly. And uh, some of the words being said, the language, you know, a very, uh, very, I'm trying to use uh, In, ni- inflammatory, nice, inflammatory, yes. inflammatory. Yeah. And I wonder how could we, how could in this case, Israel, you know, manage this situation. Of course, they tried over the years. And unfortunately, there was uh, always that, uh, you know, you know, the Hamas in particular, you know, mm-hmm. but not only Hezbollah now uh, on other, and it, yes. I think it's looking at the opportunity. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the real danger is an escalation. Mm. If the other Arab nations were to join the Palestinians and declare war on Israel, which mm. they've done on more than one occasion, mm. uh, then we'd be in, in serious uh, difficulty. Israel, of course, has nuclear weapons, and uh, God forbid that they would be used, but they would be used uh, if push comes to shove. So we think of the uh, the 1966 uh, conflict when uh, all of the Arab nations ganged up against Israel, but they were all pushed back. So we don't want a repeat of that. Mm. But I, I, And I don't think that that's going to happen, I must say, uh, although 
politics and, and human behaviour are totally unpredictable. It was only a couple of weeks ago that the United States uh, took the view that all was at peace in the Middle East and there were bigger things to worry about. Well, mm. suddenly that all changed. So you never know what might happen. But I, I don't see any indication at the moment that the Arab nations are going to jump on the bandwagon, so to speak, and have a go at Israel because mm. they know how strong Israel is, backed up by the United States. Mm. And I dare say if push came to shove, it would also be backed up by Australia because Australia has a very strong connection to Israel. And um, while there's a lot of sympathy from uh, the Prime Minister and others towards the Palestinians, uh, the the official policy of Australia is a pro-Israel policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Israel is the only uh, functional democracy in that part of the world. Mm. And um, our history is also very much on the side of supporting uh, Israel because uh, Australia was right there giving the foundation of the modern state of Israel, both liberating uh, Bathsheba and then Jerusalem in the First World War and then leading leading the uh, United Nations move to give Israel its homeland in 1948. So we've, we've absolutely... Uh, and and the right to uh, enormous respect from Israel mm. and the Israelis love Australia. Yes, indeed. Look, it's a it's a very terrible situation anyway. From doesn't matter from which angle you look at, uh, people are suffering right now on both sides. Mm. Um, and Nick, it just yeah. makes me think of um, you know there are lots of situations in our world where where we, we it's hard to know. Uh, what position to take. It's hard to know how to even pray. Mm. And that's where we're told that, you know, we have the Holy Spirit, you know, to, to, to pray on, to help us pray on, on, in situations where we just don't know how to pray. And you probably know, that we, will be a good time uh, even now, maybe to pause for a moment and, and just pray for this situation. The Bible uh, instructs us, uh, to pray even for the enemies, you know. I mean, uh, mm. by all means, uh, these are not our enemies, not Israel, not uh, people in uh, Gaza Strip. Mm. Uh, they are God's people, God's creation, I mean. Mm. Uh, but we here in Australia, where we still uh, enjoy, um, you know, peace and uh, a time where we can uh, maybe help, help through prayer or through other means, I think that's very important to uh, not to be biased, not to take sides here, because... Uh, as I said, God instructed us to pray for the enemies. But also that we wouldn't see um, problems break out here. You know, it's been unfortunate to see on the news, you know, some of the uh, terrible things that have been said against um, the Jews by some of the protests that have mm. that have taken place and mm. um, some Jewish people having been arrested for their own good to keep them mm. safe mm. and and you know some some really terrible things happening when i see those kinds of things happening i understand support for um our our brothers in other countries but it disturbs me because i think you know i'm fortunate enough to be in a peaceful country please don't bring your trouble here on our soil is mm. how it makes me feel when i see all of those conflicts between um 
different areas. I understand people uh, feel the need to stand up and talk about what they think is a, an injustice or not. Um, but really, I think, you know, it all needs to be done in a very respectful way. And I'm very, very dismayed when I see people bring the trouble from other nations onto our soil. And you mentioned a bit earlier about uh, Matthew 24, you know, uh, Uh, the Bible tells us that um, these things will come uh, more and more in the picture. And um, even though we may not want uh, things like this happening, we need to be prepared. Mm-hmm. We need to prepare ourselves to stay with God, to connect with God, not to be troubled, not to lose our hearts, because we never know what uh, can be even in Australia. I mean, God forbids, but uh, um, yes, we know that things are really wrapping up uh, in terms of uh, the final events of this world. People may not like to hear that because particularly in the Western society, you know, we like to enjoy life. Uh, but life is not the same like before. Now, yeah, I mean, well, yeah. for example, uh, you know, I became born again a little bit over 20 years ago, uh, became more familiar with the word when I first started studying these things, you know, there'll be wars and rumours of wars and earthquakes, you know, but certainly in the last five years in particular, there's just been so much. In the last couple of years, Mm. you know, like I said earlier, it feels like it almost gets to the stage where we can't get through one week without some kind of disaster or some kind of outbreak somewhere of mm. some kind and and there's lots of wars going on that we that that actually don't get very much coverage as well so that's true but uh, you you pointed out something very in- interesting um before you you just said that even before you got to uh, to search the bible to know the bible a bit more uh, yeah you heard here and there you know things are happening but when you put in the context what the bible foretells us And when you look at the uh, situation uh, right now, actually, it makes so much sense and no wonder why God wants us to know what's going on, what's happening uh, through the eyes of the uh, the Bible, you know. Well, you can see God's word playing out before your very eyes. Exactly. And But people who are not paying attention to the word of God, they may not uh, put in the picture whatever happens. But David, I'm coming back um, to you now because we may, um, yeah, we can have the whole uh, hour talking just on this uh, aspect mm-hmm. because it's really serious. But uh, would you like to say anything else before we are having a prayer or or uh, you, you like to share with us something else? Yes, um, yes. well, let, let's uh, let's have the prayer now hmm. and we'll move on to other things, shall we? Okay. Would you like to lead yes, in I, a prayer? Yes, I will. And I'm instructed biblically to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Shalom, Shalom, Yerushalayim in the Hebrew, Psalm 122. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. And so, Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, mm. the city of peace, which is at the heart of this modern state of Israel. And uh, our Lord Jesus wept over Jerusalem. And uh, we feel like weeping today as we see terrible acts of terrorism and wickedness that are being done against the Jewish people. So we do pray for the peace of Jerusalem and for Israel, for its security. Mm. We pray for a uh, solution to this problem. And uh, we pray that the killings would stop, the violence and terrorism would stop, and those who hate Israel will learn to love Israel. 
those who claim to be descendants of Abraham from various traditions. May they truly understand what it is to follow the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, mm. and that the covenant is established through Isaac. And we thank you above all for our Lord Jesus who died for all of humanity so that we could learn not to kill each other. Mm. And we exalt him as Prince of Peace. And we pray that his peace will come upon the city of peace. Amen. In his name. Amen. Amen. I just like to support uh, David's prayer and maybe just um, bring another aspect also, dear Father in heaven. You want us to focus on the things which you foretold us to be prepared for your second coming when that great city Jerusalem will come down from heaven. We may focus a lot uh, on the, on this planet earth, but Lord, your plan, we want to see fulfilled. And we are in your plan too. Help us, Lord, to know where we stand, to know what we should do. And most of all, as David was just praying, we are praying for every single soul, every single person in this world, but in particular in these regions where they are suffering right now because of hate, because of uh, um, all sorts of uh, dissensions which over the years just uh, grew. We just want to uplift to you, Lord, all these people right now. And please put your hands around. And like, as you said in Revelation, you have your angels holding on on the winds of the four corners of this earth. I pray, dear Father in heaven, that you will help us to understand what's going on. And yeah, we haven't got words what to say right now because we are um, really shocked about uh, what happens from one day to the other. And we are approaching a very important topic today, the church and the environment, what the Bible has to say about these things. I pray, Lord, that you lead us into this discussion also. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yes, David, anything else uh, in the pipeline? Well, we could be here all day, couldn't we? We've got uh, this wider question that Tracy's raised, which is really how come here in Australia we are sort of importing these problems? And it raises the question as to what is the meaning of citizenship in this nation? Mm. And that connects us immediately to yet another matter, which is, of course, the Constitution, because the Constitution will be judged tomorrow, in a sense. Uh, will we continue the way in which it treats people now fairly mm. and uh, without prejudice, or will we will we introduce the voice, which will mean that, uh, that there will be special rights for people of indigenous background. So uh, I think the answer is going to be a firm no tomorrow. Mm. Uh, I, I, it may well be the case the score will be zero out of six, but it raises this important question as to, well, what does citizenship mean in this country? Uh, do we understand the Constitution? Do we understand the values that we live by? Well, clearly some people are coming into the country bringing all sorts of different views in, which are really un-Australian views. Let's put it out there. Uh, to say that the Jews should be gassed, and and uh, and I can't even repeat the the words that they said to be done to Israel. That's completely un-Australian. Mm. You know, these, these many of these people are recently arrived in Australia, 
And so we're clearly letting down our own nation and we need to examine this question of citizenship more thoroughly and in relation, relation to the voice proposal tomorrow. Uh, clearly, uh, the government has um, really let the nation down, hugely. Uh, the first rule of public relations is you don't ask the question without knowing the answer and <laughs> you don't take people by surprise and you under-promise and over-deliver. All of this is now reversed. They're, they're asking a question, and now we know what the answer will be. It will be no. Well, it shouldn't have been asked in the first place. And um, the the notion of, uh, of under-promising and over-delivering, well, it's the reverse. Uh, so much has been promised that can, cannot possibly be delivered by, by this voice proposal, mm. uh, should it get up. And uh, don't take people by surprise. Every week there's been yet another revelation as to what could be the negative impact of this on the Constitution, on parliamentary sovereignty. Uh, there's talk about treaties, talk about land, tax, money, reparations, and on and on it goes. No one knows what the High Court might make of this constitutional change. So... For, for all of those good reasons above, the people of Australia are going to slam the door so hard. Mm. Uh, the government and the, most of the parliament, members of parliament, should be utterly ashamed of themselves for having placed our nation in, in such a mess. And what's, what a waste of energy and money mm. as well. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's your money and mine. It's taxation dollars. And, and a lot know, of it. And, mm. and a lot of it. And, uh, and, and the banks that we, that we all have to use, you know, you can't, you can't exist as a citizen really without banking. Um, and, and the corp, the corporate, uh, dollars going into this as well. So what a schmozzle. I, I, I hope we can learn some bitter lessons from this, uh, as, as of tomorrow. Yes, uh, uh, indeed, uh, David. Uh, even though we in this country, we may think, as Tracy said earlier, that uh, we're still uh, at peace, but there are lots of things going on which uh, bring turbulence. <laughs> Absolutely, which is why we don't need any from uh, other yes, countries brought yeah. in. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much, David, for sharing with us uh, on these aspects. I'm going to take a short break here, have a song, and then we'll come back to our uh, discussion today, our topic. Uh, um, we have an answer, um, a question actually to answer here. Uh, would it be better to simply start again? That's the question we will ask just after the break. But right now, my dear friend, a song and uh, after the song I'm coming with the book which we have prepared for you today the book is called there is an answer and I believe this book will be very important for you to to grab it but right now please stay with us a bit of music and we'll come back soon
Welcome back. This is Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita. And in the studio with us uh, today is Tracy Papandreou and David Elima from uh, Family Voice Australia. Uh, Tracy is also worshipping with uh, Seven Adventist Church here in uh, Adelaide, uh, South Australia. And very passionate, both of them, to share uh, the good news, the gospel. Just before the break, we were uh, taking a bit of time actually to talk about Israel and the situation there. And we prayed about that. And my dear friend, if you have a... Um, a question or maybe a prayer request why not to send us a text message uh, with a prayer request to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. on this number you can now uh, ask for the free offer which we have for today it's a wonderful uh, book um, prepared uh, for for you today and that's entitled there is an answer even though we may think that there is no answer uh, with whatever things going on. But this book, it's a wonderful book by Alejandro Buyon. And you need to send us a text message with the code SA139. And the book is yours, my dear friend. And you'll explore this wonderful uh, book. Now, uh, time is going very fast today. And Tracy, I want to come to you, uh, if I could, uh, for a, a moment. Because we had um, this question we posed it here a couple of times. Um, I mean, what do you think? You know, we have got ourselves uh, in such a bad state all over the world. Would it be better to simply start again? Well, that's what many people think, don't they? You know, for individuals, I think it's a time for us to refocus and take responsibility where we can. Uh, we know in Genesis that, that man was given the responsibility to be um, steward, if you like, of the earth and to care for it. Um, so we need to individually look at what we can be doing differently. Um, but I don't think that's the sum of it at all. We've talked previously in other programs about the fact that the word tells us that the earth will become old like a like an old garment and so we know that the earth is winding down if you like as time goes on you know obviously there are plans and people are looking at starting a new planet um you know inhabiting a new planet um that's an option being looked at there's a big focus on space exploration that's that's um begun again and that's taking place so when i was looking into this i found a time article which um quoted another article in the guardian which uh Nicol- in which nicholas russell cited a university of arizona proposal to send seed spore sperm and egg samples of 6.7 million terrestrial species to the moon as a sort of space arc in case life on earth should come to an end Mm. so certainly people are thinking about what do we do next if it all goes bust um but the third option that we all here in the studio would agree is the the well i think the one that we all want to put our money on is god's plan and that's to create a new heaven and a new earth Mm. you know well, uh, as we uh, talked about uh, the situation going on, uh, this planet doesn't give us a very good uh, alternative, a very good uh, option. Uh, okay, um, uh, so maybe uh, let's uh, take a look at uh, those options. Can uh, can you discuss, I mean, a bit further? Can you take us a bit further? So the first option we looked at was fixing Earth's problems, mm. right? which some people think we might be able to do. As individuals, 
uh, I think it's important for us to be informed in terms of our individual impact and, and maybe some changes we can make to the way we live to uh, care for our environment better. Um, and there's a lot of information about there these about um, these days on on all of all of that. Um, we know also that countries are looking at this. So I think about mm-hmm. COP28, which is coming up, which is in taking place from the 30th of November to the 12th of December in Dubai. Mm. Uh, COP is the abbreviation for the Conference of the Parties, which is part of the United Nations. And a University of Melbourne website states, since the mid-1990s, the United Nations has been bringing together a Conference of the Parties, or COP, mm-hmm. to convene almost every country from around the world for annual climate summits. In November, world leaders as well as civil society, business and concerned citizens will convene in Dubai to accelerate action towards the goals of the Paris Agreement and the UN Framework Convention on Climate uh, Change. So, um, that's actually their goal. Uh, I thought that was quite interesting that it was around since the mid-1990s because mm. it certainly hadn't been on my radar until, you know, the last few years kind of thing. So I don't know if I was re- living under a rock or whether it's just um, become much more the, in our, fo- uh, our focus these I mean, days. things take uh, a long time, but now it's uh, the plan is very obvious, you know, and the involvement all of na- all nations and also religion. Mm. Uh, it's very interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. continue. And I think um, a lot of the youth are, are pretty much, they kind of have this view that we've got to fix things because we're the ones who are going to be left here. Only inhabiting, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of, um, looking through my humanistic view, putting what I believe the Bible says is actually going to happen aside, I say when you give youth a platform, that's okay, but it shouldn't be a platform just for a big whinge. If Mm. we're going to give them the responsibility of a platform, then they need to bring some solutions as well. I I cite Greta Thunberg as an example of somebody who has been given a platform to just get up there and have a big whinge Mm -hmm. and... um, insult uh, the the uh, older part of the community without any expectations mm. of bringing some ideas on solutions. So, yeah, so, so uh, you know, I think that's important. But um, the Bible tells us that, you know, this is probably not going to work if we think that we'll just put it back in man's hands. Mm. Proverbs 16.9 says, The heart of the man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. So we can make plans, but if they're, mm. they're not in God's plans, then we shouldn't expect, mm. you know, it to happen, you know. Um, just because we want something to happen doesn't mean that it's going to. Proverbs 19.21, There are many plans in a man's heart, nevertheless the Lord's counsel, that will stand. Um, so, so yeah, um, these are the views and the ways that people who don't want to include God in the picture, that's how um, they are looking to to um, just fix the situation, mm. fix it here on earth, or if it all goes bust, we need to be planning for somewhere somewhere else. But would it make a difference? Could we learn from our mistakes, I wonder? You know, Jeremiah 17.5 says, Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. 
Lord. And Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So we often think that we are... Um, Less biased than mm. we are. Um, it's a it's uh, a, a scary thing to think of man being uh, the judge of other men, because uh, unless we have a constitution, unless we have a a, a a legal framework, which we have in our civil society now that that we can all agree on to work with, uh, if it's just our opinions on on things. Um, we all tend to um, deceive ourselves in in many different ways. So I think we'd probably end up in exactly the same space. I think, um, you know, we would have problems with... um, Even if we went to the moon, I think we'd end up in the same problem. We have problems with, you know, we were told that we can use the resources of this earth, but to care for them. The problem has been in people wanting to exploit things where mm. where greed has taken things too far so there are already you know research about what we could be doing about mining on the moon i i know i read a csiro article ab- about how csiro might be involved in in that with some of their auto uh, mm. robotic machines etc um so and when i read that i just thought oh here here we go again you know uh if we get there and they're able to do that kind of stuff, there's already this – we're planning to be to be mining. How long would it take before man became greedy again and wanted to exploit that whole situation? It's interesting while you're saying that because uh, as humans, we are so – full of ourselves, thinking that we can uh, sort out this and that, and uh, we don't understand that uh, we cannot even sort out our own uh, little things, which our own mistakes, you know, we are running into big problems. Uh, so, are you saying here, uh, Tracy, that the big problem is that God is being uh, uh, left out of the discussion? A man is trying to sort out these problems, in, rather than to um, hear God's uh, voice, to hear what God is uh, telling us? Absolutely. Absolutely. Unfortunately, God is not, uh, by most people these days, God is not acknowledged as the creator. Uh, even, unfortunately, uh, in the Christian environment, many people choose to follow the uh, theory, and it is a theory, of evolution mm. uh, rather than accept that God is the creator. He created via Jesus. Uh, God is the, the creator and, and therefore he knows. He, he wrote the manual and he knows what's, what's going on. Most of humanity doesn't want to accept that and that's where all mm. of our problems come from. You know, man was given responsibility to tend to the earth and, and everything in it. And, uh, you know, if, um, if 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 God was still given uh, His rightful place amongst the majority of people, mm. even that we would see that impact on the way that people choose to to live, and sin and the desire for more, never being satisfied enough, is what has led to this whole situation, and that's corrupted man. Yeah. I mean, we are entrusted this planet Earth uh, and look at what we have done to it. Uh, I mean, what about if we go to another planet now? I mean, are we going to do better? Uh, 
What do you think, David? Just uh... yeah. Well, we would wreck the other planet just the way we've wrecked this one, uh, <laughs> so given our, our track record. But uh, the Bible does speak very strongly about those who would destroy the Earth. So mm. we absolutely need to make sure we look after this, absolutely this wonderful uh, paradise that mm. God's given. I mean, look at all the other planets. Look at Mars and uh, Jupiter, and Neptune, Pluto. You can't go there. You know, you never, you'd never survive. Mm. So we're very blessed to have this wonderful place in the cosmos mm. to live in. But uh, Jesus spoke very powerfully about materialism, and it's materialism that's driving the ecological crisis we're facing. Mm. Uh, and when I say the ecological crisis, I'm not really talking about global warming because I think there's a lot of nonsense about that. But I'm thinking about the way in which so many rivers have been polluted the ocean is now it's going to have more plastic in it than fish mm. in the next couple of decades. It's just outrageous. It annoys me. I go to the shop, I go to the supermarket, and it's just wall-to-wall plastic, and there's no escaping it. Mm. So uh, we, we've invented things like plastic, and plastic is a good thing, but you've got to have a matching wisdom to be able to process it in order to make sure it doesn't end up polluting the environment and wrecking the the ecosystem. Yes, indeed, indeed. Well, uh, time is going very fast, Tracy. I wonder uh, uh, if I could uh, ask you uh, something. Um, how can a person be sure that they can be part of God's new plan, new earth? Uh, well, Revelation actually tells us uh, what... Uh, what they can what how they can be involved sorry those words wouldn't wouldn't come out you know in revelation 14:12 we see uh it is written here are the patience of the saints here are those who keep the commandments of god and the faith of jesus and this is the way that we can be part of god's new earth revelation talks about um, the New Jerusalem, and my goodness, it's mm. such a wonderful explanation. You were talking about gardening before. It'd be so good to be gardening with no weeds. Mm. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, I think, you know, in summary, Nick, um, it's important for people to ask God to create in them a clean heart, just as uh, David did. Um, So expose yourself daily to the word. Set proper time aside to build your faith. Uh, I won't quote all of the scriptures for lack of time today, but ensure you know what the commandments say. Study to understand the counsel that God has left us in the Bible. Treat the planet well in all that is within your sphere of responsibility, but remember for the converted Christian, this is not our ultimate home and Hebrews thirteen fourteen says for this world is not our home we are looking forward to our everlasting home in heaven mm. very very important very wise um, words and uh, let's pray to God that we'll uh, have our mind and heart and the whole being um, uh, you know looking up looking towards heaven uh, David I know uh, you um, you relax now, move back a little bit from the microphone. But I want to just ask you before we closing, uh, how do you see uh, God's plan taking shape, taking, taking, uh, yeah, taking shape uh, during this situation? I mean, conflicts happening around the world. How, how do you see God's hand coming in and really uh, sort out this mess? Well, uh, he is supreme and sovereign and he will... 
he will win. Uh, the battle has already been won on the cross. Amen. And Christ will return definitively to rule and reign, and he will sort out the mess that we've made. There will be a renewed ecology, as there will be a renewed society and community, renewed nations, the whole earth will be renewed. So we are full of optimism, unlike some of the people that have been mentioned who mm. are, who can only complain and yes, we need to face issues squarely, but not with uh, an attitude of pessimism, but with supreme optimism that, yes, we will do everything within our power to ensure that we manage things well and that we look after the environment and the ecology. But above all, our hope is in God to renew all things. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, David. Thank you, Tracy, for sharing today. My dear friend uh, listening today, um, you still have this uh, opportunity to claim our free offer today. It's a wonderful uh, book, uh, There is an Answer, by Alejandro Buyon. You need to send us a text message with the code SA139. SA stands for South Australia. 139 and our friendly robot will take you through. May God richly bless you. Have a wonderful uh, walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Next time we are going to talk about contemporary Israel and the ancient prophecy. Is there a link? What makes a person a biblical Israelite? That's, I believe, will be a, a very uh, timely question uh, to pose. Until then, may God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Take